All right. What's going on, everybody? Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. A very special guest and featured titan for today on episode 126, uh, Ricky Carruth. Ricky, I'm so excited, honored to have you on the show, my friend. Absolutely, bro. Good to be here. Yeah, it's, it's just amazing. Um, you know, technology puts people together um, all the way from uh, beautiful Orange Beach, Alabama. Um, you know, again, this is, uh, this is incredible, Ricky, for sure. I, um, I, I definitely want to dive into the series of questions, really get everybody out there to to know you as a man, as a professional, as a brand, uh, just really deeply. Um, so let's just dive in if you're all right with that. I'm ready, bro. Let's do right. it. Awesome. So uh, I guess let's start with telling everybody a little bit about yourself. For sure. So like you said, I'm down here in Orange Beach, Alabama. We're right on the Florida Alabama line. Beautiful place. Uh, you know, white sandy beaches, palm trees, million dollar condos. Um, nobody knows about us. So I grew up roofing here. Roofing houses with my father, um, really grueling job, but I really loved it, to be honest with you. Um, I, uh, you know, when you're born into something, you really don't know any different. And, uh, you know, it was just something I, I enjoyed to do. So I really loved hard work from day one. But I eventually got into real estate. Long story short, went to four colleges in two years, dropped out and uh, decided to try real estate. Didn't know if I really wanted to do real estate, to be honest with you. And, uh, Anyway, got in, um, tried it, uh, you know, like once I got my license, I was like, I'm retired, dad, I'm, <laughs> I'm done roofing. I, uh, you know, I'll talk to you some other time. And I went, I went to the office for 30 days and didn't sell anything and, uh, had to go back to the roof and say, you know, Hey dad, I'm back. So <clears throat> anyway, it took me eight months to make my first sale. Um, after that, I started selling two a month ended up making about a mill through commissions and flipping properties. And I got caught up in the whole market whirlwind, you know, where prices doubled in a couple of years. And wow. You know, I was 23 with a million dollars and a bunch of properties. I had a bunch of debt and uh, thought that I was on top of the world. And all of a sudden, boom, the market crashes. I lose everything. I went bankrupt, lost all the houses, uh, ended up, you know, with nothing. I literally had a cell phone bill and my real estate license are the only two things that I kept active as far as um, financially. And uh, somebody gave me their car. I was sleeping on friends' couches, slept in that car a couple times, and I went back to roofing. So huh. then I worked on an oil rig for a year. That was 2007. 2008, I got back in the business. That whole time I was down, I read 100 books. I was really curious to why I failed. Wow. And I, I kind of, that was when I put all the pieces of the puzzle together. You know, that's when I kind of figured it all out. Hmm. I realized that I was just uh, like the key to success is not necessarily how hard you work, although that's a big part of it, but it's got to be about the people, not the deals. Wow. And that's where you go to another level. That's where, that's where you can create a recession proof business, okay. if you will, when you're focused on people. Because when the market crashes, people don't go away. Hmm. Closings continue to happen every day. And um, if you are more of a people person than a transaction salesperson, then you're going to continue to do deals. It may be less deals for a minute. See, there's always a transition period when the market crashes. Okay. 
And this is a very interesting concept because, you know, we're kind of in a transition period. You know, we're kind of in an uncertain market. It's definitely different than it was 18 months ago. And what happens is the market changes and your sales go down temporarily. And this is where we have to kind of realize what's going on and change our game plan up. And the reason there's this transition period is because, you know, listings, you know, you, you get the listing, it, they take, you know, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days to sell, another 30, 45 days to close. Well, whatever listings you had active during that transition, you know, now they're not selling because now the prices weren't, the price, you know, buyers are backing away, things are staying in the market longer, inventory goes up. And so you go back to the sellers and you say, hey, you know, the market changed on us. We got to reduce the price if you want to sell it. And they're thinking, oh, I've heard that one before. Wow. You know? And so you're in this transition period where a lot of the sellers don't realize that we need to be more aggressive. They think that you're just trying to pull one over on them. Hmm. And it creates a situation where your, you know, your inventory is not necessarily what it needs to be. It was a great price when you listed it, but now we're in a different place. So at that point, that's when the new listings that you get from that point on, now you know where to price those new listings okay. moving forward. And so this is the transition period, right? And so now we're, we have to get back on track for where the new market is. Hmm. And so that's one big lesson I had to learn when I lost everything was that that transition period was so hard for everybody. That's why a lot of people had to get out of the business. And if you'll realize that closings continue to happen every day and that if this is just a temporary transition period, we need to get our bearings on where the market is and start consulting the new clients coming in of where this new market is and how we need to handle it hmm. right on the front end. Then we'll pick back, pick, pick steam back up and we'll get back to the amount of transactions we had previously. See what I'm saying? Right. So that's all it is. It's, you know, nothing to be worried about, nothing to be scared about if you're focused on people. Hmm. You know, if you focus on deals, you'll see those deals start to drop. You'll get scared and freak out and leave the business. Wow. But if you realize that it's about people, when those deals drop, you're not worried because, you know, people are still there and we're just going through a transition period. You just got to keep going. Hmm. So anyway, <clears throat> I could go on and on and on no. about it, you know, but <laughs> at the great. end of the day, I came back. I started, I started to apply relationships over transactions. And, um, you know, I decided I was going to be the best because now I actually, I knew that I had it. Like I knew that the, I, I knew that there was some, that I figured something out that was really special. Sure. And that's when I just decided I was going to go to the top and, you know, from 2008 to 2014, that's how long it took me to get to number one in the state, a hundred deals a year, single agent, wow. knocked down over a hundred deals a year since. And this year I'm going for it again. I was the number one agent in Remax, for Remax in Alabama the last two years. Hmm. And I'm trying to hit the third year in a row this year. So I'm just kind of just blessed and glad and happy and, you know, grateful and, and, and all that good stuff. Um, a couple of years ago I decided, okay, I've been selling a hundred properties a year for three years. I think it's time maybe I write a couple books and start trying to spread this message, you know, to other people. Sure. Um, you know, whoever wants to listen and really cool thing happened. You know, a lot of people liked what I had to say. And so I just kept doing it and kept making videos and kept writing books and kept creating content and started speaking and people really like what I have to say. So as long as it helps people, I'm going to keep doing it. Wow. 
I mean, and Ricky, there, there's a ton of information there, obviously, you know, from where you're from and, and to what got you into the business and then, you know, obviously dropping and then growing dramatically. Um, you know, the, the two books, um, Zero to Diamond and then List to, List to Last, right? Those, yeah. those are the two. So um, on Amazon, those sorts of things, you, everybody can kind of take a look at those and look those up. Um, as far as that's concerned, I, I think that there's so much opportunity for growth and, and I love that you had, had talked about the people. Um, and not the transactions. And that's such a huge takeaway. Uh, and to me, I, I think that's a beautiful segue into, uh, you know, the next part of this particular interview and, and, and the show is what's your why, Ricky? I mean, and I know that's thrown around a lot, but I ask this every single time is what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning excited to do what you do to the level you do it at as long as you have? Well, um, I interviewed Ryan Serhan a couple of weeks ago. Oh, very cool. And I asked him basically the same thing. And his answer was, his, mine and his answers are identical. It's the fact that there's no way that, that I can go to sleep at night knowing that I didn't do everything that I could possibly do to reach my full potential. Hmm. And I understand that full potential is something that is acquired over years. You know, it's, it's acquired over years and years of putting in everything you have, every drop of energy every day. Hmm. So I just love the process. I got to a point in my career where I didn't really care about the results anymore um, because I started, I, I realized that really super successful people, they make a goal and then once they get close to it, they move the goal out higher and higher and higher and they never hit their goal because they're always hmm. moving it around higher and higher. And it's just the, it's just the, the carrot in front of you kind of deal. And, um, a lot of people that live like that are never happy because they never actually hit the goal that they're trying to hit because they keep moving it, which is great because that means they're super motivated and they're really hard workers and all this and all that. But sure. you have to find the balance between uh, being satisfied and happy with where you are, but yet still motivated and hungry for more. Hmm. That, that's where I am. That's where I've been for a while because uh, in 2015, I became somewhat depressed. I mean, not really depressed. I wouldn't use that word, but I was... Sure frustrated or, you know, upset with myself that I couldn't make a million dollars that year. And I was, was I saw I was going to make 600 again. And, mm -hmm. you know, that was upsetting because I'd made 600 the year before and I really wanted to do a million and I was really upset. <clears throat> and through that process of about a four to five month process is when I realized that you're doing okay, buddy. You know, it's, it's, wow. it's all right to make 600. You'll make a meal. You just got to be patient and continue, you know, continue doing what you're doing. And so a lot of the stuff that, that I like all the, you know, nuggets that I drop and stuff are literally from my experiences and going through these things. And, you know, I watch and I learn and I read and everything like that. But I think the best, you know, you got to have both things. You got to have, you got to have the, the education you get from books and seminars and, and educating yourself and, watching others and asking questions and stuff. But then you have to add on your own experiences to that knowledge for it to really turn into something. You know what I mean? I think too Beautiful. many people are, I think too many people are just relying on seminars, YouTube podcasts and stuff, stuff like that, you know, and, and they're not taking enough action to gain enough experience to add the experience that they're getting on top of all the knowledge that they're learning you know, and that's, it's kind of almost holding them back to a certain point, you know, like I would rather, I don't read anymore. Like I hadn't read a book in a long time because okay. I'm too busy executing, huh. you know, 
know, I'm just too busy executing and trying to make things happen. I've already, you know, there, there, there's no big secrets, you know, there's no secrets out there, you know, it's, it's, you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. And, you know, <clears throat> I've read a lot of books. I read over a hundred during that time when I was, you know, when, when the market crashed on me because I was so curious and I really just wanted to know why I failed because I was wow. the hardest working, most honest guy out there that I knew hmm. you know, why, what happened. And so, you know, I read a lot of books during that time to try to figure it out. Now I'm on this, now I'm on the other side where, okay, I know what to do. I just need to do it and I just need to do more of it. I need to learn how to be more efficient, you know? And so now I'm on this, instead of searching for knowledge, I'm more of on a journey of searching for how to become more effective and more efficient. Wow. I, and I love that response to it. I mean, obviously the, the honesty and integrity that you have, Ricky, you wouldn't be the man you are today without going through those trials and then learning and growing. And then obviously with a reputation that you built to continue to in your markets, but just across the real estate world is, is phenomenal. But I, I love the takeaway of real, just looking at it from an action standpoint, we can read and watch and listen all day long, but that's really the separator, the deciding factor to me is that action. I mean, there's so many real estate professionals, as you know, that just learn, 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 and they never really get out. They never really do what's necessary. And, and I love hearing it from you, a true pro. I mean, everybody who's out there watching or listening to this, pause that, rewind it. That should be written on a piece of paper and stuck on the mirror. Uh, I think that's huge, Ricky. I, I really do. Well, I mean, you know, you, you really got to ask yourself when you're looking at these agents and you see the failure rate, 87% or whatever it is. It's crazy. You know, and, you know, you, you look at these agents that are just trying to figure it all out, but they never do anything. Mm -hmm. And really the bottom line is if you're not talking to new people every day, trying to figure out what you can do to help them and then have something in place to build your brand with that person for the rest of their life that's scalable. Wow. You're really, you're really not doing anything that's going to snowball into the kind of career that you want. You know what I mean? Right. So you're, you're either doing what you need to do, which is talking to people, or you're not doing what you need to do, which is everything <laughs> except for talking to people. Right. It seems so simple. Right? It's very but, simple. Yeah, it's, it, it, no, 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 no. There's no but. It is yes. very, it is very simple. Very simple. You know, there's, there's not a, there's nothing hard about this. The only thing hard about it and so crazy is people are scared to talk to people. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, why? I don't know. Okay, so you're going to be, you're, you're scared. You don't know why you're scared, but whatever you're scared of, this unknown thing you're scared of is what's preventing you from being successful and doing, doing everything you want to do in your life. It makes zero sense. But that, that is literally what I hear most of wow. you know, is that people just won't make calls. They don't, they don't want to talk to people. They're scared of rejection. They're scared of failure. And the failure and the rejection are literally the two things that you need to succeed. Hmm. You know, it's beautiful. It's brilliant. And, and that's so, that's so truthful to everybody out there. And I know that there's so many people who are watching or listening to this and, and they're literally nodding their head saying, yeah, Ricky's right. Ricky's right. And it took me X amount of years or X amount of time to get over that. But everybody feels that pain or pressure at one point. But as Ricky's saying to everybody right now, just get over it, do it, take the action. I think that's huge. But what is the pain? What is the pressure? Like, what is the problem? <laughs> it's inside, right? I mean, it's those barriers or that fear that we all put on ourselves. Of what? 
exactly like you said, the rejection, the not doing it well, the not what being prepared. What does that do? What is bad? Those are the those are the exact ingredients that you need for success. Like if like if success was like a, a recipe, like the recipe would be like you know five teaspoons of rejection. <laughs> know like two cups of fear you know what i'm saying <laughs> yes i love that i mean i mean it, it would it would you know it would be all the things that people are scared of that is literally the definition of success so i'm, st I'm still at a loss well I, and and again we, i mean i know we can talk about this particular thing all day long and i agree with you ricky i mean i think i think people really need to understand what you're saying and then really put some deep thought in that but this will segue into next question which i think is really really valuable is the advisory portion of this particular interview a lot of the viewers and subscribers of this series they want to know what the titans are doing or have done to grow or scale their business so ricky if you could look back at your career thus far and pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business that took it from one level to the next. Now I know you've already alluded to certain things and principles, but whatever pops to your to your mind, whether they're new or seasoned professionals, what would you say? Well, I mean, when I switched my my mindset from transactions to relationships and uh -huh. just trying to figure out what I can do to help people versus do you want to buy or sell? You know, like all the 1980s coaches out there charging an arm and a leg. You know, or the or these coaches who sold twenty properties last year and now they're selling courses for a thousand dollars that are telling you to call expires, call for sale by owners. You know how to handle objections. You know, make them sign the line. Hmm. You know, you don't know this seller, but will 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 you, Mister Seller, sell your property so I can make a commission? Because that's wow. what I'm here for, me, right? Hmm. And it's just it's so backwards from reality of what your prospects want out of a real estate agent. They want an agent who cares about them and what's going on in their life, why they're, why they want to buy or sell, right? What are the bigger reasons behind why they're buying or selling, you know, so that they can relate to that in a way that motivates the agent to help them get the bigger goal accomplished, you know, like their kids are going to college, their mom died, they just had a baby, they, you know, they just want to upgrade, you know, they want a nicer house or whatever it is. You got to understand what's going on behind the scenes. And that's one thing that agents, most agents don't do, even though they really care, they really care about their clients, but they're not communicating that they care. They sound like every other, you know, jack leg agent. They're not, they're not communicating that they care because they're listening to all the other mainstream coaches out there. Hmm. So it's like, when, when you can actually talk to them like they're your friend or family and they feel that, that means something, you know what I mean? And so when wow. I started to talk to people like they were actually my friend and family instead of a, a robot that I was talking to them like, or that they're just another prospect or another deal. When I changed that around, that was just really, really a big moment. Like it's, it was like a, a aha moment. Wow. kind of deal, you know, when I started really to notice because I started getting responses from my clients that I wasn't getting before, you know, that like they were like, man, you know, you, I, we really appreciated the way that you took care of us on this transaction. And, you know, and I heard those kind of things before, but I could tell the tone in their voice was a lot different. You know, they, they really, and when people feel that they, they're not going to use another agent. Right. They'll never use another agent. And when you can build your business this way where, you know, 99% of people feel how much you care 
they won't go anywhere else. They're, they're not going to risk another agent not caring as much as you do. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, I mean, it's more of a philo philosophical type answer, but it, it is what it is. A technical answer would be that <clears throat> I circle prospected. That's how I built my business, you know, calling okay. property owners or properties that I wanted, you know, properties I wanted to sell. I would contact the owners and ask them what I could do to help them. And I built my business that way because the expires and for sale by owners are getting bombarded by agents. You know, they're getting called by two, three, four, 10, 20 agents. Wow. And so I felt like that calling owners that weren't expecting agents to call to see what I could do to help them. They're thinking about buying or selling. Everyone who owns a house is thinking about buying or selling either this year or next year. Okay. Right. Or the year after, like they're, they're thinking about doing something soon. And if you're calling them all day long, creating these relationships, you're going to run into people that want to do deals now and you're going to build your business for the future at the same time. And so I was building my business for the future and in the moment all, all in the same time. Wow. Right. But now that I've learned so much about how powerful real, real uh, relationships are and, you know, be, becoming the first completely free real estate coach. You know, right. I've been doing that for like two years and through that process has taught me so much about sales and about mm -hmm. people. And so now I'm really like, I, I love the, I don't do it, but I, I encourage other agents to call expireds for sale by owners because now I'm in this whole different mindset of what can I do to help you versus just trying to figure out a way to get people to list with you. You know, and when you get into the, what can I do to help you and why are you selling kind of conversations, then it's amazing. You know, it's like magic. These, you, wow. the conversations you have just turn into gold and you know, you, you just, you just end up doing deals out of it from not going after the deal. Like the best way to get a deal <laughs> by not going after the deal. You know uh, what I'm so true. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I, I love the fact that you mentioned that. And there's so many, uh, you know, pieces of gold literally in this, in this question, in this conversation, and it's just so many usable takeaways for everybody else is out there. I mean, the fact that um, you had mentioned coaching and I, I do want to discuss that. I mean, first of all, I want to give as far as the information is concerned and growing and scaling, there's a lot of applied knowledge there, but anybody who's watching or listening, please take a look at Ricky's YouTube channel. Um, chock full of amazing information, motivational, inspirational, but real usable tactics. Um, I just, I absolutely love that. So please check him out. But um, Ricky, I did want to talk about, um, you know, zero to diamond.com. So again, you and your coaching, could, could you tell the audience a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, it's ba it's the first completely free coaching program. I'm the only coach. <laughs> love it. And it's basically a 90 day action plan that I created. It's an online course that goes through everything. There's videos of me making calls. There's phone scripts. There's a 60 day jump start. There's a lot of content there. Um, then we do live training twice a month, uh, right on my YouTube channel. The cool thing about my YouTube channel and coaching for free is that I can post anything that I want on there. I'm sure. not, because I'm not charging. I don't have to hold back the video of three ways to get, you know, list, you know, three easy ways to get listings or the, you know, best questions for buyers or mm -hmm. my listing presentation or videos of me making calls, which by the way, I, I don't know many other coaches that actually make live calls. Right. 
Um, definitely none of the big ones. There might be some of the smaller ones like me that make calls. Hmm. But, uh, you know, a lot of coaches have to hold back information because they're, they're wanting to hold something back so that you'll pay money or, you know, they're trying to hold back information that you'll pay for later. Hmm. Whereas I'm just like, here you go. You know, here's wow. everything that I know right here. And the, the, the even cooler part is that I answer every single DM on Instagram personally. Wow. I do that every day. I get caught up on my DMs every day. And so agents are reaching out to me on Instagram, hundreds of them, asking very detailed questions about all kinds of things, hmm. real estate related. And I'm literally coaching people right there on Instagram all day long. Unreal. Um, you know, which I don't know any coaches, big or small, that are doing that. Um, so I also have the um, the achievement levels where if you complete the okay. 90 day action plan, you get a call with me and I promote you to gym. And then you get into a separate Facebook group only for gyms and up. And wow. then from there, there's a Emerald, Ruby, Blue Sapphire, Sapphire, Black Diamond, and Diamond. Diamond's a million a year. And so I'm working my way up through to try to help as many agents as I can get to diamond. If that's where you want to be, <laughs> you know, not everybody wants that. Um, you know, but wherever you, whatever you do want, if you complete the 98 day action plan, then that tells me that you are willing to put the work in and then I can in turn invest a little more time in you to help you get where you want to be. Cause you know, there's a lot of people who say they want, want to, you know, want stuff, but they're not willing to put the work in. Sure. So that's a way for, for me, for you to prove to me that you're willing to put the work in. Now we can have a call. I can see what's going on in your business, give you some goals, you know, to hit before our next call, before I, you know, promote you to the next rank. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, there's a lot of cool stuff. There, there is accountability because people say, oh, well, you're not talking to people. You know, you're not calling them every week and stuff. Man, those those coaching calls every week are garbage. That they're charging a thousand dollars, oh, they're thousand a thousand dollars a week for. You know, they're not. A lot of those coaches aren't even listening. They're just there, kind of like a therapist kind of thing. They're just sure. like, okay, what'd you do this week? You know, mm -hmm. okay, we'll do this and we'll talk next week. They're just there to to make that money, right? You know, whereas I'm actually here trying to make a difference in the industry. Hmm. Uh, Ricky, and and you're doing it, my friend. I mean. Uh, when it comes down to that and something that rings so loud and true to my head as you're speaking is to me, the most successful people on this planet in this world, they give knowledge freely. They want other people to breed success. Um, and that's exactly what you're doing, my friend. And then some, so, I mean, it's just incredible amounts of information. And I know we got to keep this shorter, but we could go on and on and on and on, but everybody, you know, seriously, zero to diamond.com reach out, DM this man. I mean, he's literally offering his knowledge and information. Um, go easy on him, everybody. We don't want to over flood what's already being flooded. No, That's no, no, it. no, 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 absolutely. Over flood me, you know, okay. message, 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 message. I want, I want to hear every single problem, every question, you know, anything that I can do to help, don't, don't think you're wasting my time or bothering me or anything like that. Flood my DMs. Wow. I love it. We're, we'll do anything we can. Titan nation's got to flood this man. So this is, this is phenomenal, Ricky. Again, I, I just, I can't believe that we're doing this right now and giving all this information for everybody. Um, I do want to shift gears and this particular question in the series, um, it trips people up a little bit, but I think it's a really important time frame for people to really 
deeply get to know you in some form or fashion, if it's personally or professionally. But this is the challenge question. So I, I kind of lead into it this way with everybody. We all have challenges in our lives. No one's exempt. Whether it's in the past, now, or in, in the future, we all deal with hardship or struggle um, on the personal side or professional side. But I, I'm a firm believer in not so much what happens, but how we respond, what we learn, and how we can grow that really makes a difference. And I know that you talked about some hardships and downturn and with your career, but if there's anything that you're comfortable with sharing with the audience that you've dealt with, Ricky, that you overcame, became stronger because of it, what's that look like for you? Well, um, when I was 16 or so, maybe younger, we'll see. How old was I? Yeah, I was maybe a little younger. Anyway, I started drinking. Okay. And it was never really a problem, you know, it's more of a social thing, but I'm getting close to six years now where I haven't drank anything at all. Wow. April Fool's Day, 2014. Um, you know, like I was having problems in my relationship, my current wife, you know, we sure. were dating at the time and uh, we would go out and, you know, it was fun at first, but after a couple of years, you know, we'd go out and drink and fight, you know, uh. fight, fight, fight. And so, uh, you know, it got really bad. We broke up for a second. And when we broke up, I really went crazy and was drinking a lot for like a week. Okay. And, uh, one night, <clears throat> I literally almost died one night. Oh, really? Um, did a bunch of drugs and stuff. And I told myself, I was like looking up and I told myself that if I wake up the next day, that I'll never touch anything ever again. Wow. And I literally woke up the next day and I haven't drank a sip or anything you know we've been to all kind we've been to the islands we've been to concerts i've been to all kinds of things i never had to go to aa i never went to any kind of counseling or anything like that but that that was a big thing for me in my personal life because yeah you know you don't feel it you know like you what you what you what you don't feel like it's a gradual thing, you know, like the first cup, like you, you, it over, like I know that right now who I am right now is completely different from when I was drinking, but I don't sure. feel too different, you know, because it was such a gradual thing. But the one thing I don't miss is the hangovers, you know, right. cause like now I literally work seven days a week. Um, because I like I like to work. Sure. You know, I'm literally retired because you know, like, like this is what I would want to do you know, doing this podcast with you right now is literally what I would do if it was my birthday. I would do this on Christmas. Wow. You know, like th this is, this is what I love. This is what I love to do is uh podcast videos, sell properties, coach people, write books, all that stuff. I'm just, and you asked me earlier about like what makes me jump out of bed in the morning. It's because I just love what I do. You know, wow. I get up at four 30 every day and uh, I answered DMs for an hour, 4.30 to 5.30. And um, from there, I go to the gym for an hour from 6 to 7, come home, get ready, and go, go to the office by 8. Hmm. So that's kind of my morning routine, and it's been that way for about a year now. Wow. Since I've been getting up that early, and I really, really enjoy it, you know, because I get up, I get to kind of like, get caught up on a few things and answer all the DMS and it makes me feel really good when I get caught up on the DMS. Sure. You know, because if I let those things go a little while, look, you know, for like a day or two, 
so many of them that it takes me so long. And I, in the back of my head, it's just driving me crazy. So it's good to get up and get that kind of caught up. Hmm. Go to the gym, have a good workout. Yeah, I mean, just loving life. Yeah. Well, I, and I, I love the fact that you had mentioned that going into it. And I, I do want to thank you, first of all, Ricky, for just sharing that, the, the window into a very personal topic um, of pain and challenge. But I mean, to me, the big you know, answer and takeaway to that is that you can change and you can address these things and make adjustments in our lives. And um, to me, it's, it's such a beautiful example to it's, it's never too late to make that adjustment and, and really, really grow from it. And I love the fact that your passion just comes through everything that you mentioned about real estate and, and, and writing books and podcasting and creating beautiful content and, and being all involved in real estate, your passion comes through. So hopefully everybody's hearing this or feeling this through the video. Um, it's just, it's intoxicating. It's inspiring to see that in the, your early morning routine. I think everybody has that, um, that higher level of thinking on that, uh, the Titan side when it comes down to how they set their day up. Right. And I love the fact that you're early riser that you're going through and you're seeing it because you know this Ricky and not everybody does but it's quiet in the morning it, it, it's quiet and we, we can really take the time to evaluate what matters to us passion projects things that are going through clearing out DMS uh, you know our, our own time before the chaos happens right before everything comes through we, we were talking a little bit about this before we went live um, you know and I just I just love your demeanor Ricky so just a little bit for everybody. I'm not going to go into huge details, but Ricky was, you know, handling, uh, you know, clients, partners, transactions, that sort of thing um, on the phone as we were kind of catching up real quick. He's so level headed and cool as a cucumber. It's just, it's so amazing. And Ricky, you wouldn't mind kind of telling everybody what you said to me about that, would you? No, no, I literally do not care. I literally don't care about, you know, if these deals work out, if they don't, um, you know, I even don't care if these people like me or not, you know, like, like I, I'm literally just the, I'm just, I'm literally just here to try to help people. And if someone doesn't appreciate this or someone doesn't realize this, you know, or somebody thinks that I'm here for the wrong intentions, that's their loss, you know, well and I can't really control them. See that it comes back to not, not worrying about the things that you can't control. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how many pending deals I have or how many listings I have, you know, how many closings I've had this year, how much money I've made, um, you know, what, what what's coming up. Like, I, I don't know any of that stuff because wow. I'm so, the only thing I care about is putting forth as much effort as I can possibly put in and talk to as many people as I can possibly talk to to help them. Wow. That's it. And like, there's not a number on that. It's not like, okay, I want to talk to 50 people or 30 people or 20 or a hundred. It's just like, I want to talk, I want to, I want to try to help as many people as I can. Maybe that's only 10 today because three of them took up all, all day. Or maybe it's a hundred because I got to knock out a lot of stuff. You know, I, I don't know. I don't really care what the results are. I'm not, I'm not trying to control anything. Wow. The only thing I'm trying to control is the fact that I, I go as hard as I can each day. And that way, when I go to sleep at night, it goes back to being happy with what you have instead of being unhappy with the goals you haven't hit yet. Well said. Because right? you know that you're doing what you need to do every day to hit those goals eventually. Huh. You know, for example, you know, YouTube, right? I'm at like 25K subs. Yeah. Love to get to 100. 
you know, at the beginning of this year, I wanted to get to 100, so 100K by the end of the year. I mean, that's not, not looking very promising unless something crazy happens and some, some viral video or somebody shouts me out really big or something. Like, you know, if it keeps going like it's going, that's not going to happen. Sure. But it'll happen next year. Right. You know? And so you can't be unhappy with not hitting goals. Because mm-hmm. it goes back to, okay, did you do everything that you were supposed to do to try to hit that goal and then not hit the goal? Hmm. Or did you not do what you were supposed to do and not hit the goal? Because if you didn't do what you were supposed to do as, mi- as much as you could do to try to hit that goal, then yeah, let's be upset with ourselves because we didn't do everything we could do. Right. But if you did everything you could do to hit the goal and you didn't hit it, that's okay. Hmm. Right. You, so you can't beat, you can't beat yourself up about that. And I think that's a big problem, especially with newer agents is, is they have this goal. They want to make a hundred thousand their first year or 50,000 their first year or do 20 deals their first year. And when it doesn't happen, they think, you know, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Well, you did five deals and you built a database of 250 people you know, that are now getting a weekly email and they're seeing you on social media and you're building your brand with these people for the future. See, people don't, the people that, you know, your, your, your skill set that you, that you acquire during the year is worth a lot of money to you. However, you don't see that on your tax returns, right? You know, like, like the databases that you build, the relationships you put in place, the skills that you develop, the lessons you learn from your losses are all worth a lot, a lot of money to you, but you're not seeing those, that money because it doesn't go on your tax returns, but it's there. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well and so said. people are just looking at the tax returns and they're not, they're not taking into account, you know, what they learned. And what the experiences were that they had and, you know, the relationships that they put in place, you know, they're discounting it. And it's sad to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you hundred percent. And anybody out there who's watching or listening, they were literally agreeing with that. It's just, it, it's, it's take, it takes time for, you know, that adage of planting the seed and, and putting it in good soil and watering it and getting sunlight that takes time for it to grow. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, and, and that's unfortunate, but what's beautiful about this business is, you know, Ricky and so many other people is that if you put the time in, you put the action and you do the best you can, it will grow. Just give it the time that it's needed. Um, but, I, but I want to thank you again, Ricky, for giving us that, you know, um, the window into who you are. It's not easy airing your stuff out in front of everybody here. Um, I do want to shift gears on a slightly softer note into this, which it comes down to actually one of my favorite questions. This is the travel back in time question. So if you could travel back in time, Ricky, any time frame, any age range of your life and give your younger self a piece of advice or two, whether it's personal or professional, what would you say to young Ricky? Literally nothing. Okay. Literally, <laughs> sure. Yeah, literally nothing. I mean, you know, if I would have went back and told my younger self, hey, it's relationships over transactions and you know, closings happen every day. Don't worry about the market crashing in a couple of years and all that stuff. Then I don't know if I'd be where I am right now. Okay. You know what I mean? Because you, I'm telling you, you don't, yeah, you have to understand the, the recipe for success, right? Sure. We got, we got two cups of rejection, you know, we got, you know, two tablespoons of fear, you know, we got, we got, you know, a gallon worth of, you know, rejection and failure, you know, it, you, you have to have all that stuff. Mm-hmm. 
you have to fall. You have to, because if you don't fall, then you don't know what not to do. If all you do is win, then you're kind of setting yourself up for failure because now you think there's no way to lose. Sure. Every, everything is a win. You're going to do everything. You're going to let your guard down and you're going to lose. Hmm. That's why you, that's why winners lose. But that, but that's why winners lose to come back because yeah. like I was winning big time. I was, when I was mid twenties millionaire, I was winning big time, but that's why I lost because I thought that I was king of the world. Hmm. Nothing could take me down because I'd never lost. Wow. And so because I let my guard down thinking I was, you know, I was so confident is what caused me to lose. So because of that, that's what made me come back and come back and build a business that will never lose. You know, I can make it through any market, anything. And all this talk about, you know, companies out there going to replace real estate agents and stuff never happened. It'll never happen. I mean, sure. People need people to handle these large transactions and big decisions and intricate details and emotional roller coasters. You know, it's just people are not going to, you know, there are going to be people that want discount brokers. They're going to understand that what'll happen is, and it already it's already happening. Purple Bricks left the US. Okay. Purple Bricks was a discount broker, you know, and, and they left the US lost too much money. Redfin is losing just about the same amount of money as Purple Bricks was. They're just banging their head against the wall. Boom, 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 boom. They're just banging their head, trying to figure out a way how to take over the market, but they're just unsuccessful. They're already switching stuff. They're they're changing stuff around all the time, trying to figure out a way. They have a two out of five star rating because it's about service. Hmm. That's what wins. And their service is horrible. They lose money. What does that tell you? Not a good company. Sure. Going to be out of business soon. You know, your customer service sucks and you lose money. Okay. That's not the recipe of a successful company. (laughs) Right. Same thing with Zillow. Zillow loses money. Lots of money. Now they're buying houses. They're setting themselves up to get crushed when the market crashes because they're going to be own. They're going to own a lot of houses when it happens. Right. The market's going to go down. They're they're gonna lose, so I really don't see you know. Then you got the Amazon Realogy deal. Oh yeah, yeah. All they're doing is just referring people to agents that you know that they get referral fees or whatever off of. I mean, nothing crazy going on there. Nothing, no real estate replacement, you know, strategy there. You know what I mean? So, but I will I will take it back to personal brand. Okay. You know, today's world you know, moving forward, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. You have to understand the, the, the new world of sales that we're in, in terms of building a personal brand around caring about your clients and willing to work for free. Right. That's, that's the new way. That's, that's the way of the future in sales, mm-hmm. you know, is helping people for nothing, developing relationships, building brand forever. And, you know, you know, now our databases, our databases now kind of referred to as audience or, or uh, following. Sure. You know, I mean that's the new age term for database. You know, so personal branding's big. It's going to continue to be big. And if you build a personal brand and you make people want to do business with you over Realogy, 
or Amazon or Redfin or Zillow, you know what I'm saying? They're going to do business with you. Right. You know, once they feel that trust, like I said in the beginning, they're going to be scared to try something else knowing that they might risk the fact of getting someone that doesn't care about them as much as you do. Hmm. That's, that's what you need to build your personal brand around caring about people. Oh, well said, Ricky. I mean, and, and you know, you're very technically savvy as well as I and a lot of Titans that are featured on this series, but that, that echo, that reoccurring message is it is a people business. It always has been and always will be, um, you know, and then really packaging yourself up in such a noisy world uh, and really sharing that message in a good way with people, I think is huge. And the, unfortunately, there's so many real estate professionals who are just not not getting that. They're really not understanding where the business has gone or where technology has evaluated that. Um, you know, it's just a different way for communication. You're still building rapport. We work with who we know, like, and trust. But there's different ways to connect. As you're doing, you literally, you literally said you spend an hour every morning on DM. An hour. I mean, there, there, there's producers and professionals who maybe you're listening or watching this, maybe not, who don't even know what DM is, maybe don't even have an Instagram account. You're in real estate. I mean, to me, that blows me away. But you're a, a perfect picture, a perfect example of what a true professional should be with integrity, with character, but then really new age, understanding you've been there, you've been through your career. It's 17 plus years, right, Ricky? Yeah. In the biz. I mean, you look at that, that's longevity and that that's reevaluating what works and what doesn't. And uh, tr always trying to improve, always trying to grow um, and do the best for people, but it's people first. I mean, I read that loud and clear. So if you guys aren't catching this, uh, you really need to pause it, rewind it, or just again, DM Ricky, you can absorb some of this amazing information, go to YouTube, check them out. It's, it's incredible. This is uh, just chock full of amazing info, Ricky. I do want to go to um, the next particular question, and this is the one of the crowd pleasers as well, because everybody wants to know what the Titans are doing um, to feed their minds. Now, I know that you went through a process in, in your life where you read 100 books um, yeah. and then going through. But what are you doing now to grow your mind? How are you learning and growing, whether it's personally or professionally? Uh, books, podcasts, influencers, how are you growing? I'm not, I'm literally not doing anything. Okay. And you did state that earlier a little bit that way. I'm literally just taking so much action and executing on such a high level that I'm kind of just learning from my mistakes. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm throwing, you know, a lot of money. Like I just looked at my account the other day. I've spent um, around 200,000 on social media advertisement for wow. my coaching business in the last two years. Sure. Um, so I'm just executing, man, and making a lot of mistakes and loving the mistakes I'm making because it's showing me the way that you're supposed to do it instead of the way you're not supposed to do it. And in the meantime, building brand and, you know, having fun. So sure, just I'm enjoying the ride. I don't, you know, maybe later when I slow down a little bit, maybe I can get back to, you know, the personal you know, uh, the personal development stuff and reading a little and podcasting a little, but I literally don't have time. Sure. I, I mean, we literally got on 30 minutes before here and I had to handle like three situations. For sure. Know, deals. I have so many deals going on, hmm. you know, real estate deals. I mean, it's not just YouTube, Instagram, podcast, coaching, you know, all the stuff there that I'm doing that's overwhelmingly crazy. People don't understand how I do all that just on itself. Oh, absolutely. What they don't understand is the amount of the volume of business that I have going on, like under contract, listed, closed, 
Um, the amount of clients that are getting thrown at me to that want to buy and sell that I have to follow up with and get the deals done and stuff like that. It's just, it's a lot of stuff, you know what wow. I mean? And so I'm more in a stage of kind of learning from other people. Like I'm, I'm in a stage of learning through the experiences of dealing with people, you okay. know, on different deals and coaching calls. And I'm learning a lot from my coaching students who are, mm -hmm just starting out. I mean, I wasn't, I, I've never been a new agent in today's world. Sure. You know, I was a new agent in 2002 when there was no Zillow, there was no <laughs> Facebook, there was no, there wasn't any of this stuff. Right. And so, you know, it's interesting to me, um, you know, to, to hear a lot of the struggles that new agents are going through in the term, in terms of the newer struggles that all this technology you know, puts in front of us, but also the same struggles that I had when I was a new agent. I mean, there's a lot of the same struggles. It's, it's eerily similar hmm. to be honest with you. I was talking to a guy on a different podcast a couple of weeks ago about how like my coaching program is all designed around the exact stuff that I did when I first got in the business. Wow. It's not even social media. It's not even you know, uh, CRM, I, you know, I have zero CRM. Okay. I don't have a CRM, you know, and a lot of people spend the first month of their career trying to figure out what CRM they're going to use. Oh yeah. You know, and I don't even have a CRM, hmm. you know what I mean? So, and it's not to say that you suck if you have a CRM, it's just to show <laughs> sure. you, a different, it's just to show you a different perspective. You know what I mean? that are we really going to spend so much time worried about things that really in the end don't really matter? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You find something that works for you, you know, and you crush it. Right. I, and I, I love that fact that you'd mentioned and, and you alluded to it earlier. I mean, you, you've taken the time, you've grown, you've, you've, you've accumulated so much knowledge and basis, but at the end of the day, you're taking massive amounts of action and you're learning from those experiences, not just yours, but other people around you, your students, your clients, your, your colleagues, um, other influencers, things like that. But to me, what really rings out in a huge message to so many professionals is we all have to go through a phase of shed time is what they call in jazz. So you got to spend some time in the shed. You got to learn your instrument. You got to know what's going on. But eventually they get out and they play. And that's exactly where you're at. You had your shed time, Ricky, and you did what you needed to do. And now you're going for it. It's just like the quote behind you. You know, the harder you work, uh, it's the you, the, luck. the luckier you get, man. The luckier you get, right? I mean, that's it, right there. No such thing as luck. Period. Yeah. No such thing as luck. People, you know, oh, you know, you got lucky, you know, you, you know, and all this and all that, man. You know, I'm about to close the biggest deal I've ever closed ever. Love it. In a couple of months, and you know. <clears throat> when I close that one, you know, it's a big old six figure commission and, you know, people are going to say, Oh, you know, that, that lucky Ricky, you know, he just <laughs> he's can be, you know, I had that listing for four years, Wow. you know, uh, for about twice what it was worth, 10 owners that disagreed. I had it under contract once had to uh, negotiate with everybody individually. That negotiation took a year and then the buyer backed out. Wow. Um, like I've been through hell and back on this, you know, and yeah, the deal that I got now seems pretty simple. It's a real, it's a nice cash deal, really clean, going to close really easy deal, but look at everything. 
I actually started talking to one of the owners, one of the 10 owners back in 2007, I believe. Um, and that manifested into a listing like eight years later, hmm. you know, that, you know, that relationship that, you know, it's just, it's not luck. You know, well I've, been, I've been, I've been working on that one for 12 years. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you think about the first time that I talked to that, that, that first owner <clears throat> and created that relationship and stayed in touch with him forever until something happened, that's a 12 year deal. Wow. You know what I mean? So no, no, no. It's luck is so far. It's, it's like, it, it shouldn't even be a word. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get you. I read you loud and clear on that. I mean, winning the lottery would be luck. But know? well, hypothetically though, you'd still have to go into the gas station. You'd have to put the money and I'll, then get I'll, the ticket. I will go to That's the gas still, station. I will, right. I will go to the gas station. I will put my little money in there to win the lottery any day of the week. That's not a lot of work. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. But you know, when it, when it comes down to that though, it's like that old adage, um, preparation meets opportunity is luck. I mean, yeah. if you want to even yeah. coin it that way, but I, I'm a firm believer in that. And, and so are so many people who really, you know, subscribe to this particular content and especially top producers um, all the way through. Ricky, this has been just an incredible amount of information. So many takeaways, actionable items like nobody's business. It's been an absolute thrill and honor. I want to wrap everything else up with a final quote okay. or mantra that you live by that sums you up as a, as a man, as a professional. Um, what's that look like for you, Ricky? Well, <clears throat> I think my biggest one, we've already said it a couple times, is I literally just don't care about anything. Sure. I really just don't. Like, I don't care about anything. I care about everybody mm -hmm. and I want the best for everybody and I'll do anything for everybody. I'll go over the top for everybody. Wow. At the end of the day, I don't care. If someone doesn't want a hard worker, if somebody doesn't want somebody who cares about them, if somebody doesn't believe that I care about them, then I, I can't, I can't care. You know, I can't wow. control what somebody thinks or what somebody does. Um, you know, I don't care how hard something is, you know, I don't care how much work or how long it's going to take to, to, you know, to accomplish the goals. Sure. I don't care that I have to roof houses for five years. I don't care if the market crashes and I go back to roofing, go work on an oil rig for a year. I really just don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I just, I just don't, I don't, I don't. And I think that, people need to be more like this because I don't care what I have under contract. I don't care about the inspection items. I don't care that I'm supposed to call somebody back. Like if somebody thinks I'm supposed to call somebody back right now and I want to call them back when I get ready to call them back, then I don't care what the person thinks about me not calling them right then. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. And so you, you, you have to be like this if you're going to be the highest of producer because if you don't, if you have so many deals going on, then all the little things will add up to drive you crazy, hmm. you know, and you have to be in a state of mind that everything's okay and that everything's not perfect and that everything will work itself out. I'm a really big component in let, just let it all work itself out. Hmm. You know, that buyer wants to buy. The seller wants to sell. They're both motivated. Sure. 
please don't stay up at night worried about $500 inspection items. Hmm. You know, they can work that on out on their own. And if they can't, I'll pay for it. <laughs> Not a big deal. Right. Right. You know what I mean, I'll have my guy go in and do the repairs. I'll go do the repair. Like it's just, people are so worried about it. People spend eight hours a day all week on two pending deals and four active listings. Hmm. Takes me five minutes to look at the pending deals. Okay. Both of those are good. Okay. The active listings. Okay. I need to call that one and see how they're doing. Now I'm back. Now I have seven hours and 55 minutes to try to go after new business. Hmm. And I got all day tomorrow and all day the next day. And people are spending 40 hours a week on like three pendings and, and four listings. Wow. And on top of that, they're, they're, if they get a buyer, they're going to show property to that buyer and they're not going to try to get in, you know, you know, listen, let's certainly not try to get any new business. You know, we got this one buyer in front of us. Let's just hope this buyer buys. Right. Wow. It's insane. The way that the, 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 the mindset of a lot of these agents and that's why I'm here. I'm here to try to help you understand that all the stuff you're worried about, is nonsense. Number one, 95% of the stuff you worry about never happens anyway. And the five, and the 5% that does, you can put that fire out when it happens. Mm -hmm. You don't have to sit around worried about if this is going to happen, if that's going to happen, just let whatever happens happen and clean up the mess afterwards. You know what I mean? Love it. So I think just quit caring about things as much as you do. And you know, live a happier life where you're not worried, you know? I think that's beautiful, Ricky. And again, it sums you up beautifully, in my opinion. And, and it, this has just been spectacular. Um, absolute honor to have you. You are an official real estate titan, my friend. I'd shake your hand if I was right in front of you. But um, yeah, it's an honor. And I just want to uh, thank everybody so much out there for your time and attention, your love and support. Um, if you like what we're doing here at Real Estate Titans, please don't forget to like our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and have a listen on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast. As always, live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care, everybody.